What's up, nerds? And welcome back to your weekly movie review podcast. That's right, it's time for the flagship 3FN podcast. That is right, and we are coming to you from the 8122 Production Studios at Dragon Master Games. And this week for the 3FN Movie Club review, we will be reviewing the brand new movie, Violent Night. But before we get there, we are down one nerd this week. So the only nerd that is here is the man who we're still saying to go fuck himself because he doesn't go back to work until the new year. Ladies and gentlemen, it's Ron. And it's the same thing next year, people. I you got, got the bid. I got the bid. I got the time off again next year. It's so. like it's like the fucking NBA lottery over uh, here. He's he's listen, getting first round picks every year. I listen, I moved up. Technically, I'm number three. Ooh. I mean, technically, I'm number four, but that guy, the four, number one guy, works nights. So, day shift. I'm number three. Number three. Good stuff. And of yeah. course, I, I forgot to introduce myself. My name Ooh. is Rich. Oh, hi, Rich. I'm yeah, sorry. Rich, I'm I'm, yeah. just, I'm just cocky enough where I just keep the story going on me. Because well, th- that's fine. But I I usually announce that early. <laughs> but uh, we're, we're we're having a little bit of a strange day here. A <laughs> little bit of a strange day here. We're we're missing a member, so it's always it, it's it, always a sad and somber day. It threw, it threw us off. That's fine. Now, now we're back. We're in the saddle. We're ready to go. And uh, Ron, how has been the week? Since you weren't working, I know that you can't bitch about work like well, most of us. Well, I had I did have to go in and bid my time today, so that was a little oh, annoying. Man, but, oh man, you know, I didn't have to be there until about eight thirty, nine o'clock, and sat around until ten thirty, eleven, and then I got to leave while everybody else had to go out and do stuff. Uh, same, it's such a hard, hard life. Overall, the week's been good. Uh, you know, enjoyed the movie. We'll talk more about that later. Um, you know, our game groups were canceled this week because it's the holiday season. Things happen. People get stuck working. So it was just easier to cancel, you know, and then, you know, my personal life that all of a sudden just flew off the freaking railroads has been going really good lately, too. So, you know, can't really complain about anything. Well, you know what I can give to you? Don't think I forgot, motherfucker. That's right. Until he returns to work. He's going to get that sound effect every well, week. You're going to feel bad when the heart attack comes. It's not going to. I still won't feel bad. I'll probably play that clip at your funeral. Let's be honest. <laughs> Boo this man for leaving me. Boo this man for leaving me alone. Son of a bitch. Uh, well, uh, my, my weekend was my week was good. Uh, you know, I went and worked, obviously. And then on top of that, uh, the kid had a, like a wrestling tournament, then a lacrosse tournament. So that kept me pretty tired. I was back up in Geneva because <laughs> I didn't know that Hobart was also in Geneva. And yeah, so I, I didn't know until you told me. Two weekends in a row up there, which is good to see my good friend George. I haven't, I don't get to see him too often. So it was nice to see him a couple weeks in a row. And really, on top, I just kind of watched some wrestling, watched some lacrosse, and, uh, you know, kind of just hung out. So I can't really complain about much other than being tired, but... Uh, definitely tired. Definitely, definitely tired. But before we go any further, uh, we got to take care of some business. We got to let you know about some shameless plugs that we got going down. And of course, that means, uh, you know, if you want to know anything about the 3FN podcast, whether it's our social medias, links to the show, where you can find the show, friends of the show, or anything else, you can find that all at 3FNpodcast.com. It's a simple one-stop shop. Our Patreon link is there as well, patreon.com slash 3FNpodcast. For as little as $1 a month, you get a ton of extra bonus content and help support the show. As well as our Public link is there as well. You can get some nerdware, sport that in the wild. We'd like to see that and it supports the show a little bit as well. 
On top of all that, I mentioned friends of the show like the ODPH podcast. You can find them and uh, link right over to their podcast. Also, you can find a link to their podcast there and we'll listen to the audio right from 3FNpodcast.com, as well as the musical directory that has the bands who support us by l- allowing us to use their music, including the band who does our opening theme song every week. That, of course, is Shout at the Robots. And the name of the song is Fail Better. S- support them on Spotify, YouTube Music, and Bandcamp. And last but certainly not least, over there on 3FNPodcast.com, we have the local sponsors who help us bring this show to you uh, commercial-free each and every week. But I'm going to give them a shout-out right now. First up, the people who provide us with the 8122 Production Studios, Dragon Master Games, located at 1235 Upper Front Street in Binghamton, New York. For all your Magic the Gathering and gaming needs, visit them on the World Wide Web. DragonMasterGames.com, and if you're in the 607 or passing through the 607 and you would like to find out about anything going on at the shop, just make sure you're following them on Facebook, Dragon Master Games. Also, we have Rex to Rods Auto Detailing. When you're ready to put the pride back into your ride, if you live in the 607, hit them up on the phone, 607-644-3389. And of course, make sure you like their uh, page on Facebook as well, and tell them that the 3FN Podcast sent you. And last, but certainly not least, is our good friends over at Sci-Fi Horror Fest going down August 25th and 26th of 2023. I know that's a ways off, but right now the holiday sale is going on at SciFiHorrorFest.com to get weekend passes and day passes for the event. Also announced on Black Friday, Felissa Rose will be at Sci-Fi Horror Fest this year. We're very excited to have her as a guest, amongst other celebrities that we'll be announcing as the time goes on. So make sure, if you want to know anything about guests that are attending and tickets and everything else, go on over to SciFiHorrorFest.com. And once again, all of those links are at 3FNPodcast.com, so you don't even have to remember them. That's right. We got to the warning track, Ron. Whoa. Before we go any further, though, we are going to give you some show notes. Uh, First show note is that since Diesel's not here, we're not going to do Diesel's movie triple stuff. Instead, we will open up with the 3FN Movie Club review, the spoiler-free portion. And then we will take the brief break before coming back with the spoiler-full review so that way people can separate it out. So that's the first thing. Second thing is, remember, this is the week we're launching 3FN Rewind. We have the 3FN Horror Show that comes out twice a month. Now we'll have 3FN Rewind and for the holiday season. Ron, we the first movie on 3FN Rewind is going to be Lethal Weapon, the original Lethal Weapon. Awesome. I mean, the movie opens with Jingle Bell Rocks, it does. which makes it a Christmas movie. Well, there's also the scene where the Christmas trees are on the back of the truck, and he pulls over. He's That's like, true. I am the cop, or whatever. That's true. So, and then the family was celebrating yeah. Christmas in the yeah. house. I'm just saying it's a Christmas movie. It folks. is. Solid. Solid Christmas movie. Solid Christmas movie right there. So we're going to be talking about that as well. And also, because usually we do this during Diesel's movie triple stuff, as a, we did a poll this past week to find out what holiday movie we would be reviewing next week for the 3FN flagship show for the 3FN Movie Club review. And at a 48% vote getter. And Ron is not happy about this, but it is Jingle All the Way. So next week we will be reviewing Jingle All the Way for the 3FN Movie Club review. I, I demand a runoff because nobody got 50% or more. Oh, geez. That's not how it works here. <laughs> I, then we're moving to Georgia because that's how it works in Georgia. <laughs> By the way, the second place getter was uh, 22% and it was for Bad Santa. Man, when I voted, Fat Man was like up there. Sorry, man. Fat Man <sighs> finished third, and last but not least was Santa Slay. I think Bad Santa was actually number three at that time when I voted. Yeah, Santa, Bad Santa finished number two. Oh. So that is what we're going to be doing next week. The week after that, in honor of Christmas, we're going to do the greatest Christmas movie of all time, in some people's opinion, Die Hard, and that's why we're doing it. And then we will be coming back after that, and 
they, we usually just do the first two weeks. So yeah. that's what you got coming up for the 3FN Movie Club Review. See, when Diesel's not here to do Diesel's Movie Triple stuff, it throws us off. No, just a little bit. It throws us off a little bit. But you know what? We're going to steer right back into it because the show must go on, as Ron likes to say. And it is now time to kick over to what you guys probably tuned into here. And that, of course, is the review. So uh, I think there's a little clip we play. And this week, we are going to be reviewing the brand new film that just hit the movie theaters, and that, of course, is Violent Night, which we went to see this past Thursday on yes, preview night. Usually our movie night, good times. If uh, you ever want to find out like our thoughts on things, like not exactly like the full reviews like what we do here, but spoiler-free and also like just a recommendation, make sure you follow us on the social medias because I usually put something up about uh, how we felt about the movie like just as like just a basis to, before the actual review. And I also the letterbox. So oh, yes. uh, 3FN pod on letterbox, and you can find my spoiler full review because there's no spoilers in it, but it's just kind of like a bigger review, but it's, spo- it's spoiler-free. Nice. So you don't have to worry about anything being ruined there. Well, Ronald, it is now time for us to dive into the spoiler-free portion of the 3FN Movie Club review. So anybody out there who's uh, listening for the first time or needs to just be uh, uh, refreshed on what we do here, the first half, we do spoiler-free. So you don't have to worry. If you haven't seen the movie you do not want it spoiled, that is perfectly fine. You will not get any spoilers here. Uh, After we get through the spoiler-free portion, we will take a brief break. When we come back, we will forewarn you again, but that will be the spoiler full review along with our scores and everything else. So, Ron, are you ready to dive into uh, the stats, if you will, for Violent Night? Yes. So Violent Night was released on December 2nd, 2022, with a runtime of 112 minutes. Uh, The director of the film was Tommy Workula. uh, who basically hasn't done too much. He has done, he did Dead Snow and Dead Snow 2. Hansel and Gretel Witch Hunters. And he did the movie What Happened to Monday, which was a Netflix film. I think I actually kind of watched that one. I don't think it was good. <laughs> well, he's it's a young uh, yeah, director. Yeah, no, so no, 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 I'm not criticizing there. him. More power to him. I'm, make that money. By the way, everybody on this was young behind the scenes because the screenplay was done by a writing team. We've been doing a lot of those lately, the writing teams. Yeah. Uh, the team of Pat Casey and Josh Miller. And uh, they did a movie back in the day called Dorm Days. Remember that one? Oh, the... American Pie Dorm Days? Or no, 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 no. It, no, was, no, no, a, it no. was kind of in that style. National Lampoon's Dorm yes. Days and Dorm Days 2, which was on the yes. ship. Yes, I yes. had both of those. <laughs> I'm, I'm not surprised. By the way, I'm not surprised. Uh, they also, though, wrote Sonic and Sonic 2. Ooh. So that's pretty Value. cool. Yeah, there's a, they can move it up in the world. And the cinematographer on the film was Matthew Weston, who did Dead Snow and Dead Snow 2 uh, with Tommy Workula. So, kind of like a little bit have, there. Have you seen Dead Snow and Dead Snow too? I, haven't I seen have it. seen Dead Snow. I've never seen the sequel. How was it? I haven't seen, I haven't seen it's it. A, it's, it's, it's what you think it is. Okay. No, I, <laughs> I, 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 well, I pondered watching it, but I haven't watched it yet. It's worth, it's a fun watch. Okay. I'll say that. It's, no, I'm it's, just curious. I was just curious your take. It's sci-fi level. Okay. I, so, if you know what you're going in for, you might enjoy it a little yeah. bit. Yeah. 
Well, there's actors in this movie, of course. What? And the actors in this film, uh, we're just going to go over the, the main ones that had a, uh, have a lot of roles, and then we're going to kind of give a shout-out to everybody else after that as well. John Leguizamo. Uh, what? We'll, 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 we'll get there, <laughs> because he's not the star of the film. I don't know, man. He was epic in this movie. The star of the film was David Harbour, oh. who plays Santa Claus. He does play Santa Claus. Uh, of course, you know him most popularly for being Hopper on Stranger Things. Also, he was in the 2019 Hellboy movie and Black Widow. Yes. As the, the Red, Red Guardian. Guardian. So yeah. he's in the Marvel, the MCU even. Uh, he's done a ton of other stuff. Uh, most A lot of stage and uh, television acting early on in his career. Definitely came into his own around Stranger Things. Yeah, which which I'm glad for him. He's actually a really good actor. Oh, I'm super yeah, excited. Yeah, I love Hell, him. Hellboy, Hellboy wasn't that good, but that's just what that was. But, you know, do what you got to do. You know, last week we called an Audible and did Clerks, but the week before that we did a movie called The Menu. And in that movie we saw a certain man named John Leguizamo. So this is our second Leguizamo movie in as many weeks. Love it. Uh, he plays Scrooge. Uh, you may, and we're not going to go through all the ones that I did from the menu. So he was in Spawn, Romeo and Juliet, Summer, Sam, Moulin Rouge, and of course, the menu most recently. Uh, so we, we're big fans of John Leguizamo. Yes. I just rewatched Romeo and Juliet, actually. That's still good, good movie. Good movie. Next up was Alex Hassel playing Jason Lightstone. You might uh, recognize him from The Boys and also Cowboy Bebop. Oh, that's right. The the one the one yeah. season after it was done. Yes, but he was in that, Cowboy Bebop. That's right. I forgot. That's why I was trying to place him. I couldn't place him. Next is Alexis Louder, who played Linda, uh, the wife of Jason. Yeah. Uh, she was in The Tomorrow War, Cop Shop, and The Terminal List, uh, the show that's on Prime. Yep. And Cop Shop, so uh, both came out this year. Nice. So she's been doing a lot of work lately. I like it. Next is the legendary Beverly D'Angelo, who oh. played Gertrude oh. Lightstone. And, of course, you most remember her from National Lampoon's Vacation movies Dude. as Ellen Griswold. And she was in all of them except for the new one. Dude, she's... She's still a solid actress. Like she, she, she doesn't get the recognition she deserves. Oh, absolutely not. And I'll tell you what: if you're gonna make a like, I am glad that she's in this. Yeah. If you're gonna make a Christmas movie, yeah, you need Ellen and, Griswold. And she was amazing in this movie. And yeah, she's great in this movie. But yeah, you most of us remember her from yeah, the yeah, National yeah. Lampoon's Vacation movies, European Vacation, Regular Just Vacation, yep. Christmas Vacation, <laughs> Vegas Vacation. Yep. We could go on. on, and on There's a and lot on. of vacations going on. Uh, big shout outs to other people that were in the uh, cast. Uh, Cam Ganak played Morgan Steele. Edie P uh, Patterson played Elva Lightstone. Uh, Lee Brady Played Trudy Lightstone, very good as a young actress. Yes. Uh, one of your favorites from the movie, Alexander Elliott, played Bert. Yep. Bert. <laughs> Making Bert things happen. Bert's out. Do better. <laughs> also, a big. I, this is a guy who I do like a lot, and I know that you are a fan as well. Brendan Fletcher played Krampus. Yeah, dude, he was hilarious. And on top of that, you know where I, I was trying to figure out where I remembered him from? He was in Freddy vs. Jason. He's the he's the one kid that's brother killed himself. And yeah, then he was rolling with uh, the other kid. Yes, I know. I'm I'm talking in fucking circles. No, no, review, I know. But what you you're know who I'm talking. Yeah, about, I know right? what you're talking about. I forgot he was in there. Like I, yeah. it's been so long. He plays Mark. I think it's Mark Davis. Is he plays Something, in that movie? Yeah, yeah. He's he's super. Like I I enjoyed him in that film. I enjoyed him in this film a lot as well. <laughs> uh, Andre Erickson plays. Uh, Gingerbread. Yeah. He he gets a. We'll, we'll talk about that in the spoiler <laughs> full portion. Uh, Mitra Suri played Candy Cane. Uh, Mike Duped played Commander Thorpe. Uh, Stephanie Sly as Sugar Plum. Uh, Sean Skeen as the lead bodyguard. And uh, basically everybody else was a member of the gang. Did she? Did Sugar Plum die? Uh, Sugar Plum. Uh, I'm like, I, like uh, I, she dies at the end. Oh, okay. I, sorry, 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 for, sorry, but sorry. like, like, like I don't remember seeing that part. 
Sorry, you're spoiling everything now in the spoiler full portion. No, she's never fine. Come on, man. That that wasn't really a spoiler. You'll no, find no, no. Out more later on. Well, that brings us to the budget. The budget of this film was twenty million dollars, and in uh, the box office worldwide, it made twenty point four million, including thirteen point three million, which made it number two at the box office this week. Behind, you want to guess what it's behind? Uh, Strange World. No. Oh. Uh, no, what what do you think it would be behind? Uh, uh, the re-release of Maverick? Nope, nope, not that no, one either. Um, uh, can't be Black Panther. I mean. Yes, it is still behind <laughs> Black Panther, but Black Panther only made $17.7 million this week. I knew there would be a, that big drop. Well, it's a, it's a holiday weekend. Yeah. Well, that is going to now take us to our spoiler-free recommendation. It's a thumbs up, thumbs in the middle, or thumbs down, Why and then why. Ron? What is your recommendation and why for Violent Night? Uh, if you can handle the kills, uh, it's definitely a thumbs up. Uh, the kills are over the top. You know, they're not as gruesome as Terrifier, but they're they're over the top. There's there's a few good ones. Um, it is you know a different take on the Christmas movies that they've kind of done with like Fat Man. You know, last year or the year before, whenever that came out. Um, you know, the the, the action packed. Uh, uh, Christmas movie, you know, w- centered around Santa type of thing. Uh, it is definitely worth a watch. Uh, I, if you're, I'm going to put this out there. If you're a fan of like a John Wick movie or eighties action movies, you should watch this. You'll be fine. You'll enjoy it all the way through. Yes. I, I agree with you with the thumbs up. I'm going to read my spoiler free review from letterboxd. Uh, I said, Violent Night is a super fun and entertaining movie. It was as gory as a slasher movie, violent and action-filled like an action film, and yet still had a Christmas movie feel and message. Violent Night will definitely be entering my holiday season movie rotation. So that should tell you all you need to know. With that, that is going to do it for the spoiler-free portion of the 3FN Movie Club review. We are going to take a very brief break. When we come back, it will be spoiler-full review time and our scores after this brief break what's up nerds tyler mack here from the 30 and nerdy podcast the flagship show of bad cast company productions now you are currently tuned in to my favorite three fat nerds rich ron and diesel our nerd council brothers After you're done with this amazing show, zoom on over to 30 and Nerdy Podcast wherever you cast your pod. Hit the subscribe button, give us a rating and a review, and check out 30andnerdypodcast.com. Cheers to you, nerds. Is this our our Santa Claus? It is. To whom am I speaking? Well, for tonight, I'm Mr. Scrooge now. What is it that you want exactly, Santa? I want you to put down your weapons. I want you to let this family go. And then I want to find my reindeer and I want to continue delivering my presents. All right, who the hell are you really, huh? Some security guard who's watched too many action flicks. Some loser ex-cop stuck in a mall playing dress up with fat kids pissing on your lap. Stop me when I get it right. It's a little more complicated than that. Not to me, it's not. Because I want to make it my personal mission, my holiday to-do list, to find you and to end you. That is a terrible thing to want for Christmas. Maybe you and I should discuss that in person. Santa Claus is coming to town. 
There you go. That is that is from a clip from Violent Night to kick off the second half of this show. And of course, we are in the spoiler portion of the show. So that means if you've not seen Violent Night and you don't want anything spoiled, that means it's time for you to stop the podcast and come back after after you've seen it. And then and then and only then can you listen to the rest. But if you don't care about having something spoiled and or and or you've already seen it. That means stay in your seats because we're going to have a great time breaking down this movie for you. Of course, as you know, we just do our likes and dislikes. Ron, we're going to start with likes about this movie. And I'm going to get it out of the way. This movie is funny as shit. Oh, yeah, it is. This movie is one of the most funny holiday movies I've seen in a long, long, long time. Yeah, the comedy beats in this thing were amazing. Like I didn't, I wasn't, I was expecting it to have the humor. I wasn't expecting to have this much humor. I agreed. Like agreed. Like I thought it would be more of the you know being called Violent Night. Like I thought like the kill you know the kills that are there that are good. I I just thought it was going to push more towards that way. But the comedy beats in this hit every spot that you need them to. It's, it's funny that you mentioned that. Most of the kills are over the top though, yeah. and gory as hell. Well, it has to be. It's Santa. They don't shy away from it. You get what you you get what you paid for in this movie. Yeah. You have Santa Claus trying to save a little girl and her family on Christmas Day. And you realize that, and, and this is what I've said about this movie, which is kind of weird. You know, earlier when I said it was an action film and that it was as gory as a slasher film yeah. and as funny as any comedy you'll ever watch. Here's the thing about the movie as well. It still has a Christmas message and backstory. This this movie do is like what you, like honestly, this movie is what you do if you take a dark comedy with a lot of gore, mix it with a fucking action film. Yep. And then on top of that, mix it with a Hallmark film. Yeah, pretty and much. Yes, it sounds weird, and I'm going to explain that further in a second, but it's it's it really has that Hallmark feel almost to it because Santa Claus is just delivering presents. You hear early on in the movie, first thing we hear from him is him drunk in a bar <laughs> bitching about the kids and their greed and everything else. It's fucking great. Like, yeah. no shy away. Uh, of course, we have a great scene where as he's flying off the rooftop, because the bartender's like, oh, there's the roof. Oh, no. And she goes, chases him upstairs. And when she sees him flying in the sky, she's like, oh, my God. And he just throws up on her. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, the, the funny part is, like, the, the concept of video games. It's yes. like it's the running joke. Every kid wants a video game. Every kid wants a video game. And yeah. it's like he's like, what the what the hell is this? Another video game. Oh, another video game. Yeah, there's another- a scene where he's trying to get a weapon, and he's like, oh, video game. Why are there all these video games? <laughs> Doesn't anybody want a good old baseball bat? He's just looking for anything. He's like a flamethrower. Anything. Anything. <laughs> But yeah, so it's it's very like there's a lot of comedic value into it. But it, like I said, there, there's a love story, a Christmas love story here. Yeah. The little girl wants her parents to, to get back together. And throughout the movie, through all this violence and stuff, we get the happy ending of the parents getting back together. Yep. That is a that is a Hallmark movie I've ever, ever seen one. Solid. Am I am I, am I lying no. there? No, it's it like, you know, the parents are estranged because the uh, the husband father gets picked up by the wife and mother. And you can tell that they're estranged. Like, do we really have to do this? We're doing this because the daughter, blah, blah, blah. And she had just watched Home Alone. And Which that, comes to play later. We'll that. And she's doing all the all the key Home Alone lines. lines. You know, hey, you filthy animal. Ah, it was such a funny movie. Blah, blah. So you, you, get, you get all that. And you know the parents are estranged. You know they've been apart. And then she's like, makes the comment on that she wanted to see Santa before you know before christmas but wasn't able to because the husband and father dropped the ball because he was busy whatever uh making a plan that which comes around well we'll, we'll find out what he was doing later but yeah yeah that, that comes around 
And he, like, so he feels bad. So, like, and she's like, you had one job. She likes going to see Santa right before Christmas, and she likes going with you. That's why I couldn't take her. And you dropped the ball. So you know they're estranged. So you know you know they're having that that inner battle, like, oh, okay, let's just get through the holidays for the daughter, and we'll see how things go. And you see when he picks her up, you, you assume that they're just normal people. No, no, no. He is the son of the one of the wealthiest families yeah, in the world, they, the Lightstones. Yeah, well, they don't give you where their money came from. They just, They've just they just been rich forever. Yeah. And they live on this gigantic compound where the road even to its private. Yep. You find that out later. It's, it's like, oh, so it's this crazy thing. And like you can see how out of touch because his sister is dating an actor, like a <laughs> failed actor. And then she has a son. John Claude dipshit. She has a son whose full name is Bertrude. It goes by Bert, who does TikTok videos. Do better. Do better. Because <laughs> it's, it's Bert Bricks. It's like, it's like, it's really, there's a, it's kind of crazy and they're just out of touch. And then the mother played by Beverly D'Angelo. She's dude, just a fucking bitch. Dude, she's so good in this movie, but though. She's great. Dude, like, I, like, she played this bitch of a mother. Like, I wonder if she's a bitch in real life because I, and I'd give her a high five. <laughs> like, cause she, like, she just like, she's, she knows she's got the money. She don't give a shit. She don't give a fuck about the kids. She don't give a fuck about her kids. The the grandkids. She really doesn't give a fuck about. She just like cares about the money. Like that. Am I wrong? No, no, you're like, absolutely like, right. Like, that's how, that's how she's just like, yep, this is it. You know, whatever. I know time's coming up, you know, and they're just like, and the house is all decorated. There's fucking servants that are. There on Christmas that make the joke. Yeah, I was hoping to have the day off, but nope, can't have it. <laughs> like, yeah, but we find out later on some of these servants aren't are hired outside, and they're actually working for the bad guys. Yes. So when John Leguizamo shows up, they try to they take this guy because they're looking for three hundred million dollars. This in their it, safe from the government. Personal, yeah, in a personal safe because it was donated for something, but, but the government com- gave it to her to hold on to in their safe. Yeah, something. It was like they were supposed to put it towards something, but they basically were embezzling this shit. Yeah, they were stealing this money anyways. (laughs) So like that's they pull they pull the Trump. That's the whole reason why these people are trying to to get there. And at one point, because he he's thinking on his feet, because the father thinks on his feet, he gives the little girl a walkie-talkie that is to a game. Yeah, it's old school walkie-talkie from 1983 or something. And it just so happens Santa Claus is delivering to the house when they start taking the house over. And this little girl then uses the walkie-talkie. And Santa Claus hears her through one of the walkie-talkies of one of the villains that he has to kill first. Right. So he comes in. He's like, all right, here's here's the tree, whatever. He's like, oh. And he gets the cookies. And like, mind you, he's eating cookies before because you see him doing deliveries before. And he's like, oh, this is shit. This is shit. And like he eats the cookies. He's like, oh, homemade. Then he pours himself a nice glass of bourbon. Bourbon. And then he sees the... the the massage chair like the big massage chair and he's like "Ooh, what's this and he sits down into it like nestles up into it and falls asleep which was amazing he's enjoying well first he enjoyed his bourbon and cookies so then when everything hits the fan that's where we get santa claus there and like i said this is why i'm just going through these parts just because the positives just to get us to where we need to be yeah the action cues really kick off. I mean, Santa is killing people with the star on top of the tree. Kills yep. somebody with that. Somebody gets impaled on an icicle. Yep. And then we find out Santa's backstory in this movie. And his backstory, because when Santa gets cut, he has to, he badassly fucking sews himself back up. Well, while he's sewing up, you realize that he's got all these tattoos. He's got tattoos and scars on him. And you're like, what the fuck was Santa into? Celtic tattoos. Well, at first, at first, I was thought he was Russian mafia. (laughs) But then, next thing you know, 
he is a fucking Viking. Yes, he is. He's a Viking. He was originally a fucking Viking who slaughtered people with his hammer. Do you remember the hammer's name? Skull Crusher. That's right. Skull Crusher. <laughs> so these guys are now fighting a legit fucking Viking who hasn't been a Viking now. In, he in 1,100 years yeah, or something. He's he been Santa Claus for 1,100 years. But, you know, he's lived it's, longer than any man should have ever lived. Yeah, like like it's, it's his curse, basically, is how he kind of pushes like mm. like this is his curse for what he did like yeah. he doesn't say it but you get that feel like he was cursed to be santa to bring joy to people because he was such a fucking vicious vicious badass. yeah because they even give you a at one point they give you a little viking you know Montage. flashback yeah. where he's it's, smashing people's skulls in with fucking skull, skull crusher yeah. and just burning down the village is just burning behind him and he's just standing there like David Harbour, you know, I understand he's gotten in shape because of his other roles and stuff, but from going from Red Guardian to this, like, he was ripped. Oh, yeah. And, like, and he's just standing there in that that typical vision of, like, a Viking standing there with a war hammer and blood just dripping from it with the fire in the background. That was, like, such an amazing scene. Yeah, we get to a scene in the movie, though, that's the two scenes that I'm going to talk about next that are definitely on my likes list. We'll go to dislikes eventually. This is all likes, by the way, folks. The two scenes that I have to go to is in the barn when he's almost giving up because it's surrounded. Because now we find out that the kill squad that the uh, that the the family has actually sold them sold them out too. They're yeah. they're helping the robbers. Yeah. So they come and they're trying to bail out, and everybody's trying to kill Santa Claus. Now they don't believe he's really Santa Claus. They yeah. think he's just somebody dressed was, as Santa. Claus. Yeah, that was hired to be at the house. So he. It's in the fucking barn, and they got him surrounded, and he's on the walkie-talkie to the little girl, and it's like, you know, I think this is it. You know, I don't know. I'm sorry. I tried. And she kind of gives him the stuff, and he fucking drops his ring because he just wanted to see Mrs. Claus, and the ring rolls across, and he's chasing it down, and it bounces off of what, Ron? Oh, sledgehammer. And all of a sudden, he goes... (laughs) We're going to do this. <laughs> yes, we are. I'm coming to get you. <laughs> he fucking grabs it. He starts warming up with this uh, sledgehammer. And as they come in, he destroys all of these fucking like, military SEAL type people. Yeah. Between a sledgehammer, he decapitates somebody with an ice skate. An ice uh, skate. Uh, he, he runs somebody through a snowblower. Two of them. Because he t- oh, yeah, t- tied, t- tied them together with ropes and they threw the rope into the snowblower and it just dragged them in. <laughs> and then it just shows it blowing out. Like, <laughs> Oh my God. There's so many people get their heads crushed oh yeah it's, it's it's ridiculous it's such a fucking over-the-top scene but it's so much fun it's almost as top it's almost i mean it's probably it's worse because it's not as many guns as he's using because he doesn't use guns but it's like the dead opening a deadpool yeah where it's just all this chaos going yes on. but this is about midway through the movie almost yeah. in the third act and it's just fantastic oh yeah and then around the same time shortly thereafter they've they the two finally hunt down uh, gingerbread and candy cane finally hunt down uh, the little girl yes. who's in the attic. And before we get a little clip where she asks Santa, like, he's like, hi, just hide. I'll get to you. She's like, should I set up booby traps like home alone? And he's like, sure, kid, whatever. Because yeah. he doesn't know what fucking home alone is. Yeah, he has no idea. Like, he has no concept of what the, the day is other than kids like video games and don't like sports and stuff. So he's like, I'm on my, now he's trying to rush to her after this barn scene because she's in the attic. Now, when they show up, the ladder to the attic is down, which I'm like, why would you leave the attic down when you're up there? And they notice on the ground that there is a, like a tray, if you will, that is full of 
nails and screws. Oh, razor blade. There's a razor blade there. <laughs> and the guy just yells up, you know, if you're gonna if you think we're gonna step on this, you should probably hide it. And he sees there's a nail. One nail. One nail sticking out of one of the the ladder rungs. Yeah. And he's just like, you, you're just not good at this. So he starts to climb the ladder knowing he's not going to step on it. But what he doesn't realize is she kind of figured that out. She had sawed part of one of the fucking rungs. Yep. So as he steps through, he jacks down and the nail goes right through his chin and into his mouth. <laughs> and then he, if when he finally pulls himself off of it, he falls backwards into all of that shit that's on the ground. It doesn't kill him. Yeah, well, he's still alive. Well, because you had Candy King climb over him, right? So, so, so she she climbs up over him like you're an idiot and pushes his head even farther down on it, and then gets up there. And then there are other things that pursue. right. So he he ends up falling back, and then when she's up there, now the little girl had set up this contraption where bowling balls were elevated and they would come off and bounce off of a little trampoline and bounce across. So she starts shooting bowling balls, which smacks this girl in the face. She ends up rolling a ball out of the way, and it hits the other guy in the face and knocks him back on to, this time, to his death, onto the... The tray with it, because he was looking at the nail, too. He was looking at a nail. And oh, it, it went right into his head, yeah. yeah it went, went right to his forehead and fell backwards. <laughs> and, and then, eventually, that girl, that, that lady almost gets him. But then, Santa Claus gets there. And just as she's about to kill the little girl, you just see a sledgehammer shot to the chest yep. and knocked her across. And then he tells the little girl, sing jingle bells as loudly as you can, cover your ears and close your eyes and yep. turn around. And he just walks over to you, you've been naughty, and smashes <laughs> her head in. <laughs> uh. And then you get, like, honestly, what? and I'm not upset with the ending, you get one of the, wor- the worst part of the movie to me is the ending. Yeah, true. It's because then you get almost like a regular action. Like, everybody knows he's Santa Claus now. They have to hunt down because they take the money, but he's uh, also hunting them down. And you end up with a standoff between Scrooge and Santa, where Santa, you know, it looks like a Viking fucking fight because Santa's got his weapons. Fucking Scrooge has got his, and there's fire gets lit all around him. He ends up using his magic to grab onto Scrooge after he thinks he killed him and yanks him up through this chimney, which just decimates yeah. his body like, when he makes himself reappear it decimates dude's body like well because because he doesn't turn in this right he doesn't have yeah, yeah, so, yeah so it's like it's like uh mortal combat like a mortal combat fatality oh like, absolutely like if that is cool if they if mortal combat or doesn't pull in santa somehow and do that as a fatality they're doing their game wrong because that, that was that i point. agree and then we get the the movie like i said the you the the one security guy ends up shooting santa they end up killing, you know, the, the the matriarch ends up killing that guy. Yeah. And then they start burning some money to try to warm up Santa as he dies. And then they believe in him. So he comes back to life. Yeah. It's the- so it's kind of like, it's a really kind of corny holiday way to end the movie. Once again, it is a holiday movie. Yeah. As I pointed out. But I, I think when it all was said and done, that was my least favorite part. Because the build to that was so much fun and, yeah. and, and great. The ending is that cheesy Hallmark ending you know, where it's all... You know, the girl goes, I do believe in Santa. And the parents still don't believe it's actually Santa. But to please their daughter, they're like, I, be- I believe he's Santa. He saved our daughter. So he has to be something special, the mother says. So the father's like, I believe it's Santa. And then it goes through everybody else that's still alive. Uh, I believe, too. I believe, too. And then all of a sudden, <gasps> I'm back to life because <laughs> everybody believed. And the best part is he doesn't understand how Christmas magic you know, works. the whole movie long. I, I don't know. I can't tell you. Christmas magic. I don't know how it works. I just don't know how it just works. I don't know. <laughs> so I thought that was pretty fun. 
But yeah, for overall, it's it's pretty badass. And then of course, uh, the, finally the deer reindeer who had left him earlier come back, <laughs> and he's real pissed at him. But they had grabbed a spare bag, and he goes, "I can't stay mad at you." And then there's a little note, note from Mrs. C, and it's uh, she said, "I figured you might need some help," and it was Skull Crusher. It was Skull Crusher, but came just <laughs> a little too late. But still, it was I, it was a nice gesture, dude. I'm intrigued. I want to know. I want to know Mrs. Claus. I, I need I need another movie in this is this line. He uh, supposedly he had an interview David Harbor saying that he wants a whole like universe where he wants the Easter Bunny and uh, like the Tooth Fairy. That'd be interesting. So, and they I mean the bad guys do reference the Tooth Fairy or the, the Easter, Easter Bunny. Bunny. I can't so, wait because uh, of course in front of the daughter at one point it, the dad goes Santa's not real <laughs> and like and and then they were like oh man look at this villain what is it next maybe we should come back on Easter so she can find out about the Easter Bunny yeah. too. <laughs> So, like, they have a horror movie with the Easter Bunny, a Tooth Fairy, like, even, you know, we can pull, we can, Warwick Davis, you know, we might might come back as the Leprechaun. Maybe. <laughs> uh, what are your dislikes for this film? Uh, the dislikes are, it, it it is definitely one of those movies that, like, the plot is very just there. Like, like it's just one of those, they have $3 million, $300 million in a safe, they all, everybody knows about it, except for uh half the family <laughs> so it's just one of those generic plots just to give a reason to have these people attack the house okay fine whatever you don't really get a history on everybody except for when he opens up the good the naughty and nice list where it says the names and what they're naughty for or what they're nice for you don't see it quick enough to see like why john leguizamo's character is naughty like you know, you see why the girls, you know, like the daughter was on the nice list because she's nice to animals, she's caring, blah blah blah. But like, you know, a little bit more, like minute or two on everybody's name would have been nice just to get more of a. Even if you didn't want to give the backstories of who they were, you, you that way you could be like, okay, this guy done like it's like it says stupid stuff. Like if you write it quickly, like I think uh, uh, Candy Cane was like stealing, robbing, bank robber, or something, you know, stuff like that. But it's like, if you wanted a little more history of that, I kind of wanted a little more history on Santa Claus. Like, he gives his name Nikolai or well, something. Well, he gives all his names, yeah. though. Like, at one yeah. point, they're like, what's your name? And he rattles off, like, every name yeah. for Santa Claus, including, that, and, and, and somewhere in there was his real name. And his real name was the last one, I yeah. think. And he, he and which I kind of wanted a little more on that, but you didn't really need it, but it felt like you you know what I mean? Like, I, I know it's weird. Like, you didn't really need it because you saw the little flashback, which was like, like both of them were like two minutes. So it, it was enough to be like, oh, he was a Viking. Like, I wanted to see why he was cursed to be Santa. That, like I said, I would love to see yeah. a prequel to this. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, it was that was that was that was a lot of mine too. I thought that there there was just a world building they could have done a little better on. Yeah. Um, I thought the humor hit on point. I loved yeah. it. I loved the action. I loved the gore in this film. It was over the top. I don't count that as a negative because it was supposed to be over the top. Like I said, my biggest attraction was the way that it ended. Yeah. But then again, also, you know, you could actually look at it as because they were still doing a Christmas movie. This is not a Christmas adjacent movie. It's not like the argument for Die Hard where it's just or like an action weapon. film. Yeah. Right. It's an action film where Christmas just, it just happens to happen during Christmas or Christmas season. This is actually a Christmas movie. Yes. Like, and there is definitely that hallmark element in the movie believe it or not and then a lot of humor a lot of gore a lot of action so i i really think that they hit the ball out of, you know, hit it out of the ballpark a movie like this could do too much and i think that would be bad in most movies 
somehow they've they made it come together and work in this movie. Yeah, they did. They did. They like it's one of like you said, um, if they if they do do future because uh, everybody wants a shared universe type of thing nowadays because a it's money it gives actors more work so i understand why actors are like hey i think a real shared universe for this would be good and david harbour is one of those actors that he would do it like he he probably i think he enjoyed doing this film from my understanding from most of the interviews i've seen so i think he would continue to do it i think he would love to see he even gave who he thought should play the tooth fairy and who should play i forget uh, off the top of my head you can find the interview um they're both main actors right now too. Uh, the The Mandalorian is one of them. Uh, David Pass or what is his name? Uh, uh, Pedro Pascual. Yeah, yeah, Pedro Pascual. I think he wants to be the Easter Bunny, and then I forget who he said for the um, Tooth Fairy. But like, they're both, you know. And I think it'd be fun if these, if you know, understand he's fan casting because he's just the star of the movie. He doesn't cast anybody, but it would be interesting to see if these other actors would take do a movie like this. <clears throat> yeah, yeah, I agree. Know, I, I, agree. I, I, I like it. I am also with you in liking it. But before we can give our scores, we need to find out the scores from around the internet. Time to play the game. Time to play the game. <laughs> well, we've done this before where it's just you playing the game, so we're going to do it with those rules. So basically, this week's special edition of the game is Ron has to come within five points either way of the answer to get the point. If he can get three points out of five, he becomes the new champion, no matter what. But if he can't do it, Diesel retains even in absence. So, you know, the ball's in your court. So technically it's a ten-point swing because it could be five lower or five higher. True. It's a ten-point swing. So it's. I feel like that's fair. I, I like it. Okay, Ron, are you ready to do your best here? Yes. Okay, first up, IMDB out of ten. Using points, what did they... And by the way, this is 0.5 for each. Yeah. Uh, What did they give The Violent Knight? Uh, I want to say 7.5. 7.5? You do get the point because it was 7.1 out of 10. Ooh. So just squeezing it in there. I like it. Next up, Metacritic. This is critics only, obviously. Out of 100%, what did they give Violent Knight? Uh, Critics... It's mindless, but... I think critics look kind of like John Wick a little bit, so I'm going to say 72. 72, and oh. it was 55%. Ah. 55%. I, I, I would have said like 65, if anything, so I wouldn't have gotten it regardless. Next up, Rotten Tomatoes critic score. Out of 100%, what did they give Violent Night? 65. 65. No. <laughs> 72%. Oh, you would have gone with your last answer my, there. Man, I'm so close. All right, so you have to get the next two. Either one of these, and Diesel still remains <laughs> champion. Rotten Tomatoes fan score out of 100%. What did they give Final Night? Uh, 78. 78%. And? No. 90%. Huh. 90%, wow. man. For uh, funsies now, because you can't win, Google users out of 100%, what did they give Final Night? 90%. You would have gotten the points because it's 92%. <laughs> <laughs> so there you go. Uh, the, the fans really, really, really like this movie. Really, really, really like this movie. Well, now that we've gotten everybody else's thoughts and opinions. Yeah, well, you know, that's just like uh, your opinion, man. 
It is now time for our opinion and our scores, and we're going to give you the nerd score and my critic score. Of course, the nerd score is a three-part score. It is a part critic score, part entertainment score, and all of it is wrapped into a recommendation for you, the listener, based upon our score. There's five levels to this. The five levels are as follows. A one is no. That means it's a terrible movie and you should never watch it. A two is you've been warned. That means it's not quite terrible, but it ain't good. You've been warned. A three is, ah, it's good. This is an average to a good film. It's not something that you necessarily need to run out and see. It's not something that you're going to add to your list. But if you do catch it, you're not going to regret it. It's not like a waste of time, but it's just going to be good at best. Next up was is just take my money and the four spot. That means it is a very good to great film. These are films that you're going to add to your rotation. These are films that you should see in the theater. You can buy them. You can rent them. You know, if spending money on them is a thing, you can do that and feel do it comfortably because they're great movies. And last but certainly not least, in certified is certified nerd. It's the rarefied air. It's the five spot. And there's that's classics. Those are the greats of the greats. Those are things like Jaws, Jurassic Park. Uh, just this past year, I know you guys gave Amsterdam a unanimous between the two of you that saw it. Also, on top of that, uh, you know, we've talked about the Batman, Clerks 3. They've all had it. There's a bunch of others if you go through. We're going to make the list pretty soon of all the scores. I'm trying to work on that for the new year. Ron, you're going to go first. Your nerd score for Violent Night and Why. All right, this is one of those holiday movies that I can get back to watching multiple times a year, even at least once a year during this time. I am probably the high one. I am giving it a five because I had so much fun in this movie. I like the negatives that it is is a Christmas movie at the end of it all, but like I had so much fun in this movie. It it, it hits more on the comedy with some over the top kills to me, and we haven't had a real solid comedy this year. So that might be laying my little decision a little high because, you know, me and comedies, when I find a good comedy, I stick with it. Uh, Tag is one of those movies. Uh, so I'm probably high on this one, but I think it you definitely need to see this movie. Uh, even if you don't see it in theaters, I think you should to give it some money so maybe we can see this shared universe because I want to see David Harbour come back as this violent Santa, this Viking Santa, because I think it's epic. Cool. So you're giving it the certified nerd. I'm going to, you know, you are the high one. I'm I'm going to go just underneath you. I, I'm giving it a just take my money at the four slot. I think this is a great movie. I will be watching this. This will be in my holiday rotation for sure. I would even watch it out of season, but it'll definitely be in my holiday rotation like National Lampoon's yep. Christmas Vacation, like Scrooge and so many others. Uh, so I, I love this movie. There was some plot points. The overtopness, even though I like that as a positive and an entertainment value, it still doesn't make it like, for me, you know, me, the critic part comes in as no, like, I get well, this is not a great movie. It's just a very entertaining movie. And that's why I just couldn't get it to the line. Oh, uh, I understand. Speaking of which, my critic score, though, is pretty high for just for what I just said, because I gave it a seven and a half out of ten. Yeah. I mean, it's just outside of the levels. It's, it's in that levels where it's to just take my money. It's the four level. It's such a, you know, it's a good movie. It's definitely worth watching and watching again. It just falls just short. And I think it's because literally being over the top just makes it entertaining. It's just missing some things to make it great. Listen, we have four John Wick movies. We need to have four Violent Night movies. I agree with that. Like, I was like, second and third like, that that's, that's the other reason why. Like, I had so much fun with this movie. Like I said, the comedy points hit point. I, and I understand I'm high. I, I And I, I'm telling you right now, I'm high on it. But I had so much fun. Like, like I laughed through this thing. As a group, we had a fun time with it. We laughed. Tone joined us. He laughed. You know, granted he was stoned, but that's besides the point. And... You know, we it was solid. Uh, it, it, 
I think I really think if you watch this movie, you'll definitely put it to a three or a four on your own scale. But I really think you need to see this thing. Agreed. Agreed. I, I can't agree with you more there. Well, that is going to do it for this week's 3FN Movie Club Review. And remember, next week it was picked by the fans. We are going to be doing another holiday movie, and it'll be Jingle All the Way next week's 3FN Movie Club Review, followed by the following week in Die Hard. So those are the next uh, ones. If you'd like to get ahead and watch them again before we review them, those are the next two 3FN Movie Club Reviews. Well... For all information, including our social medias where you can chat things up with us or anything else you want to do, whether it's the Patreon link, Friends of the Show, T Public, everything else, one-stop shop, 3FNpodcast.com, and you can get all that information there. Ron, I believe you have some business to take care of. One out of ten stars. Boring, overstretched, and overhyped. The movie is too long to keep the in- the interest going. One of the most overhyped movies of all times. This is a boring, slow moving movie there is no characterization and no motive of characters there is no internal struggle only a ring to be taken to a volcano one out of ten stars lord of the rings just sucks people there you go ron's getting that hate mail he's only got a few more on the lord of the rings before he has to move on to his new one for next year well that does it for this week hopefully you enjoyed our review of violent night hopefully you'll be back next week for our review of jingle all the way until then, or actually, hopefully you enjoy the new show, 3FN Rewind, right on this network, uh, coming out this Friday as well. But until next week's flagship show, unless you tune into 3FN Rewind, f- take care of yourselves, take care of each other, and most importantly, later, nerds! Later. Lord of the Rings just sucks, people. Really.